Um, I'm leaving a voice message because I absolutely love your podcast. And I only downloaded this app because I love the podcast. I love people that are on the podcast. I can't say names and I will not say my name. But maybe one day, if the sky is bright and the planets are aligned and a certain person allows, I would love to be a guest on the podcast. The person who I'm speaking to knows who I am. God bless and thank you for creating this. Goodbye. It's your boy, Professor Petty. Hey, it's Dr. Issa Petty. What's going on, y'all? And together we are Petty by Nature. Ha! <laughs> That's the name of the band I just created right now. Check us out. One, two, three, mic check. That's so, all we got. What's going on? That's all we got. <laughs> but, um, so what's going on with you is the 4th of July. Day off for everybody. Everybody's probably putting something on the grill. Having randoms that they've never seen before come to their house asking for a plate. Right. So what's what you got planned? Well, we got some ribs on the grill, some hot dogs, some hamburgers, beef products and pork products. Okay. I got some red beans that, that just finished, some baked mac and cheese, some pork roast. products for the Muslims, huh? Yeah. All right. Hey. <laughs> okay. Um, we got some. What I say? Some roasted corn. Drinking some beer, okay. drinking some dark liquor soon, okay. and chilling. Yeah. Cleaning the house this morning yeah. has been good. Yeah. Yeah. I so, thank God for the sun that rises and shines on you. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, so, you know, we, we're just chilling this afternoon, what, this morning, afternoon, whatever time yeah, it yeah. is, wherever you are. Um, we really are just going to talk about whatever's on our hearts and mind. We got a... We got some memes we may talk about. We got obviously a seriously though that we'll talk about and, and tons of random surprises along the way. So just super random. Like today we're feeling really random. Like, you know, we might have put an agenda together per se. We're not gonna we're probably not gonna it. stick to it. We're not gonna because, it. you know, we got the day off and so we do you. Got, right. And so. we ain't got no money and we ain't got shit to do. So why not? Yeah. So um, you know, for those of y'all who've been following us, um, on TP3 Podcast, on the IG or Twitter. Um, please spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your mama and them. Mama and them. Mama and them. Um, and, you know, continue to grow with us, man. We really appreciate you all listening to us. Um, a couple of things that I just thought about. Um, we're going to talk about independent people. And um, since, we're, since it's Independent Day, we're going to talk about dating. We got a couple special guests. We got Doc in the house. What's up? Yeah, the, the doc who can prescribe medication type doc. <laughs> yeah, not the doc that writes and gets grants and 
gets money to pay for that yeah. doc. I mean, hmm. what wowzers, wowzers. Hmm. Before I let go. <laughs> yeah. um, we also going to have a big homie. Wherever he's at. I don't know. Outside with the ribs. Oh, yeah, well, he's doing, he's right. doing his job as so, a professional. Right. Shit. So we're on location, but like, yeah, so we're off-site on location today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying, to, trying to beat the heat. Off-site on location. Yeah, trying to beat the heat and whatnot. Um, but we appreciate you. Please leave some voicemails, and it's all love. So, yeah, stick with us. We fuck with you. You fuck with us. So it works out pretty well. Yeah. All right. On to phase two. All right, it's time for one of your favorite parts. Mimi's. All right, so what's your favorite meme today? Um, I think today my favorite meme, even though it might be played out for a few days, is the giraffe from Toys R Us. Yes. Where he's like all packed up and ready to go, and he's like, oh, sorry, I'm leaving. But it's the picture of him like fading away like Thanos. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that's hilarious. Actually, that's actually that's all I got, but that's um, pretty funny. Everybody's been talking about the. Uh, there was another one with the, the giraffe. What's, what's the motherfucker's name? Jerry. Jerry. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jerry is the Jerry is the off brand. <laughs> the Aldi brand? <laughs> He's talking about the great value. Yes. The great value. He's toys the great R-Us. value. All these Yo. Toys R Us brand. Hey Jerry. man, we got big homie back from cooking the um. Cooking outside. What up, big homie? What up, big homie? What up? You still trapped? Yeah, of course. Yeah, trapped. <laughs> <You're> trapped. <laughs> Didn't know if you trapped on the fourth or not. You follow me on Twitter. You know, uh, Trap God the Player. There you go. I'm trap kidding. God I'm, the I'm, Player. I'm, I'm That's kidding. real. I'm kidding. You let that happen go on somebody's head. Right. Uh, trap Jones the second. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We with it. Welcome, welcome. Like I said, today is a special edition. We got everybody in here on deck. Um, but I did see one meme that talked about. Uh, it's had the uh, Jeffrey, the giraffe. I'm a fuck y'all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a letter from Jeffrey to everybody who out here being boo boo and sorry about the motherfucking Toys R Us leaving. He says, "Fuck y'all. Y'all haven't been here in how many years? And now y'all are coming up on Twitter trying to act like boo hoo was me bullshit. Would have been nice to hear this energy. Oh, and I don't know before we shut down. Fuck you, fakes. And remember, don't ever grow up. Play on." <laughs> Hey, that's what it says on the website. Hey, so but that shit is hilarious though. Hey man, it's true though. Cause where were y'all? Y'all wasn't the ones buying the toys in the store. Y'all was on Amazon. Amazon. Y'all went. Y'all was at Big Lots. eBay. Look, you were at Big Lots buying the yellow. Now y'all acting phony. See, that's how motherfuckers do though. When a motherfucker dies, when somebody dies, everybody act like that's that was their best friend. R.I.P. Extentation. Cause everybody was acting like Extentation. Is that his name? I don't mean How you say that motherfucker's name? Triple X Sensation? I call him the Sensation? Damn. He he looked like one of the worms from uh, Men in Black. Oh, oh you're terrible. I don't know the kid either. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody talks. I think his name is X Sensation? X Sensation? Yeah. I can I never, never say heard it about until he passed away. And that's, that's the fucked up part, right? And do you believe. Oh. Yeah, you say that? Yeah. Do you believe in love? But um, no, seriously, they someone actually put a post up out there, and I think this person had to been trolling with the might of God. But somebody put up a, a post talking about he's better than Tupac. No, he, uh, he's supposed to be this. He's supposed to be this. No, 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 no. They said this dude argued that he was better than Tupac because he was truly an artist. 
and Tupac wasn't. Because Wait, what? This motherfucker had to have been this born. This must be somebody that was born in 2000. 2000? Yesterday. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> this motherfucker actually went out and was like, um, I wish I had it written down, but it was like, essentially saying that Tupac was not as great of a poet, was not as great of an artist, did wow. not have that much impact, that people really should listen to him because he's one of the greats. And I'm like, X test, If I can't even pronounce that motherfucker name, like, what, what, because he knew, because he knew he was, was because he knew he was gonna, Spotify he knew, he was saying? yeah, for domestic violence. Oh no, mm. you can't. Well, Tupac raped the chick. Mm? Allegedly. 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 Well, according to the show that I saw, it was very allegedly. Okay. <laughs> Very, allegedly. Very allegedly. Right, right. But just a side note, breaking news, special news alert. Krispy Kreme is giving away a free glazed original donut today on the 4th of July. When I get done doing this, I'm taking my ass to get a free Krispy Kreme glazed donut. Just letting everybody know. You Wait, know, what? Know crazy shit. Breaking news. I was I was driving past Krispy Kreme today and I said it's lights on. I'm gonna go get that's what you gotta do. But the light wasn't on. The light wasn't on. So I'm like, F that. Okay. It's a win. It's a fucking Yo, win. Yo, live your life. The like, you gotta, you have to just jump at chances sometimes. If that light's not on, keep it moving. Because God don't want you to have it. But if the light's on, that's God's way of saying, come Stop in, it. my child. This is for you. You have, thank you for the good deeds you have done. Thou is part of the kingdom with this donut. No, Speaking it's of, only like 44 calories. Like a hundred, I think it's 144 What do you calories. mean? 44 calories? I mean, no, that shit not, is zero 40, calories. 144 calories. I'm about to be like, what? So, oh, I was going to yeah, tell you it's so, the opposite. I mean. That shit like eating air, sweet air. I know. That shit donut is, not that bad for you. That's what like, I'm trying to get at. Didn't, didn't, you have sweet, a, didn't you have a burger one day that had the, the Krispy Kreme donut as buns? That's a, no. That was you. That's a fat sandwich. I did. I did. This shit is. This shit was. It was that smile just says it all. It like, was at some place. Would you smile a while for me? No, that's gonna hurt my I'm diabetes. You, I can't go. He's gonna hurt. Gonna hurt. <laughs> Not that the diabetes gonna hurt. Right. <laughs> that's gonna hurt my diabeticalness. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Diabeticalness. Um, I like that. I mean, you are a doctor. All of y'all doctors. Like, I'm just saying. I'm the doctor of the trap. There you go, but, sir. All right now. Right. I think. I think. Speaking of helping people and mm. doing good deeds. Right, so back to this Toys R Us mm, shit. I also sorry, saw that I people, um, I saw that people were posting. Um, we're actually here to help you all, so this is a petty professional tip. tip. Um, make sure if you haven't seen already, just a tip, just a tip not all the way in. Um, you do the rest. Uh, so now, what we realized is that people are out there actually thinking and considering posting or putting on their resume that they worked as assistant managers for Toys R Us. Everybody played that out, so it's hurt now. I'm just going to say I was like an assistant manager. I think people should put Toys R Us on their resume. What do you all think? But no, listen. Do y'all know that Babies R Us is going to? Did I think anybody good. talk about putting that on there? Good, on because their that shit overwhelmed me. I mean, Babies and Toys R Us was owned by the same people, so of course they're gone. Yeah, but everybody's good. grieving Kids R Us, Toys R Us. Put babies are us on there. Be gone. Nobody will know. So you put babies are us. Yeah, babies are us. Look, even if you even if you no good ass sales. The amount of baby shit that was on the first floor got me overwhelmed. Like all my friends when they were on the registry, if there was something on the registry that was on the second and third floor, babies are us. They got what was in the line. Like I, if I could wait in the line and pull something off the list cool but it was too overwhelming i'm like there's 85 pacifiers and then you got cloth diapers the different True. types that hold up the cloth fuck it True. bye babies rs i'm not even gonna lie to y'all 
I'm not gonna stun on Kids R Us and Toys R Us like I was really close with them. I'm I'm I fucked cool. around and got exactly. I never went to Toys R Us. I got yeah, all I my to all my toys were from Kmart. Kmart. Exactly. Yes. My and fucking, home. you remember back in ah. back back in what was Yala that place? Yala, Yala Yala General. Yala General too. Yes. There was another Kmart. spot that was called. It starts with a V. Ventures. Ventures. Yeah. Ventures. Yes. Ventures was the shit. Wait, do you remember when Walmart? that went out of business? Walmart. Oh, Walmart. oh yes. Ventures. No, I didn't have Ventures. Ventures on. Oh, I didn't have yes. Ventures. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a. If I think it was from Chicago. Gold Blast. Yeah. Gold Blast was the shit. Sorry, I mean. Gold Blast was the shit. I remember that. I got my ass. Off in gold glass, <laughs> playing in the clothes racks. Gold glass was the shit. My grandma beat the shit out of me with her oxygen tank cord. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yo, we didn't have was yeah, it vultures? What's it called? Vultures, vultures, <laughs> but we had fifty off. Did you, and what? now it's big lots, but there was one called 50 off, so it had the price tag on it, and any price tag in the store, it was 50% off that. That's like and five got, below before you came And I got below. my ass beat. So they had this, like, that's why I remember, because I went in there all the time with my mom, but they had a they had a pyramid of boxed detergent, like laundry mm-hmm. detergent, and like just the generic brand. Mm-hmm. They had a pyramid in it, and I had this little puppy that was a stuffed puppy, and I was throwing it in the air when my mom was shopping, and she's like, get your ass over here, and I was like, yeah, yeah. So I kept throwing it and it got stuck on one of the tiers. So I went and climbed up to get the puppy. Oh and then one of the manager dudes or whatever came back and be like, you can't be on there. Freak me the fuck out. Was and I white? fell. Yes. There was a white was. dude yelling at me. And I fell. And then I was crying. And he was like, ma'am, you can't have your daughter acting all sorts of ways. And of course, my mom Ooh, let him have it. She's like, don't be telling yeah. me what to do with my kid. And then, then what was that? Then took you behind. <laughs> and then took my ass. <laughs> and whooped that right. ass. She didn't even go into the dressing room. She just let it happen there. So what's the worst, what's the worst ass whooping you ever got in the store? Well, how many times have y'all been whooped in the store? Ooh. I don't think I ever been whooped. I've been pinched or hit a little bit in the store, but never been whooped in the store. Never been whooped. Okay, well, so now you don't have a full-on um, like, concert of whooping. Like, let me take you. No, we just don't. You know, back in the day, they didn't care. You could have it right there, right now. Yeah. They, this shit, we, put, we put a live concert of ass whooping yes. in the store. You can't do that shit no more. But what I'm saying yeah, is, have you ever been in a situation? Like, I've gotten legendary death stares from my mom from a distance Yo. where you're just like, mm. oh shit. Mm-mm. And there's nothing you can do. Because at this point, you may not get that ass whooping now. You're not gonna get it now. But as soon, cause you know, for motherfuckers who shoplift, there's a line that you can, okay, maybe I shouldn't give those tips. But anyway, um, <laughs> but when you cross a certain, when you pass that parking lot, it's over. And you get in that yeah. car, you're done. Like you, don't no the car. You, don't, you don't wanna get in the car. You don't wanna get in the car. You don't wanna do nothing. You're just like, yo, I think I'm okay standing here. I'll walk home. Mm. Like, oh, you're, you're only eight. Yeah. You're making me have flashbacks. Yo. Oh, no. Man. So, I remember I remember going remember? to... <laughs> Merca. Oh, I remember going to the store and asking my mom for a toy. And this is when I didn't know any better. I used to be fake bougie. Um, and, and I remember asking for a toy and my mom was like, no, you can't have it. Like, we got this toy at home. You don't need to be playing toys. You need to be reading your book. Like every black slash African mom says, you need to be reading, reading your book. book. So I was like, okay, no, but it's the summertime. Like, I just want to play with this toy. I started, you know, acting up, getting an attitude. And I just remember my mom just being completely quiet and just looking at me. And that's completely different than the norm. It was a, like, you wait. Little nigga, I'm gonna beat the shit out your ass. Mm. And as soon as we got home, mm. she didn't say nothing. Mm. I just knew. And as soon as as soon as I hit the close the door, 
Mm. <laughs> <Gotcha. laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> Never again. From then on, I was a good boy. You was a good boy. That's Yo, my testimony. The, the thing that always got me was like, so if she laid hands on me, then I was like, okay, well, at least I know what's going to happen, right? I know the level. Right. But it was the thing that freaked me out the most was when she was just quiet and she would lean into my ear and she would like talk through her teeth. Oh, yes. Be like, you just wait till we get home. I was like, oh! And it would freak me the fuck out because at least I knew if like, if she did it there, then it was halfway. Yeah. She got it out of her system yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And she would have like calmed just a little bit. Because on their way home and everything, this shit is festering. Right. It's she, just building woo! up. But this shit she, is charging. But if she just gritted her teeth and was like, you wait till we get home. It's over. And so that is what would freak me the fuck out. And in church, so when my dad used to go to church with us, he would just go to like laugh at people, which is what I go for now, right? <laughs> so that's that's one of the my things head. I got from him. Um, but he would make me laugh, and we're kneeling, right? Because as Catholics, like you do a lot of kneeling, mm-hmm. and standing, and sitting, and Sound all like this stuff. Huh? But anyway, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then I went to an all-girls Catholic school. So anyway, um, but like we're kneeling and my dad is making me laugh. And my mom is standing, is kneeling on the other side of me. And so she just like gets her, she pinches my arm and twists it. And you can't, if you, if I yell, it's even worse. Cause, Cause now I'm, you're bringing attention to yourself. Right. And now and I'm I, interrupting yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Don't and interrupt so, the Lord. And so then I'd be, I'd be like, ah, oh, and I would look at my dad and he'd be like, you on your own, bro? Right, like, <laughs> like, I pray. What are you talking about? I'm just praying. Praying for you, Because sis. nobody wanted to get in trouble with my mom. Like, nobody wanted to get in trouble with her. And if you ask her now, and my friends will tell you, she'll always be like, what? I never hit her. I never, never hit her. I, I might have hit her once, and she cried so hard, I knew that she was scared and would never do it again. I'm like, what are you talking about? There is no way. The OGs acting brand new. There is no way that I got to this point in my life and have accomplished what I've accomplished without really great ass whoopings that have scarred me for my entire life. Like, there's no way. There's no way. But if you ask her, there's absolutely no the way. Glove don't fit. Yo, must. No way. Gotta quit. I come from the era where you get your ass beat where you show out at. Uh, I'm saying on the spot. You've gotten toned off many of times in all these. Uh, <laughs> Yo, if you can see the stare in his eyes and how he sure. just. I know. He's sees, like, he's gone to another uh, place. Flashing back, right? I got my ass beat in the. Uh, Seafood department at Jules one time by my <laughs> uncle. I knew it. <laughs> well, he was the seafood manager, and I was in there acting the ass with the lobster. He beat you. He beat the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I mean, my family, my family is that. Oh, you fucked up. Oh, everybody finna fuck you. Yep. yep. That's how it was. That's how it was. Now oh. it was not like that. Matter of fact, we were just talking about that. How there's like yeah, little beat your kids. ass on social media. How little kids can't yeah, get beat by other stupid. people. On my block, everybody, all grandma, all the grandmas knew each other. Yeah. And if Mrs. Brown was like, caught you doing something, she's like, you know what, I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna call home, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna call home. And so she would call my grandma. My grandmother would. Act, my grandma was actually my like best friend as a kid growing up. So she would try and play it easy if she knew that my mom was already gonna give it to me. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, we have one enemy, and that enemy is the same enemy. And I'm like, what's the enemy? She said, your mom. Like she told me that, so she would she would know. But depending on the situation, she'd be like, "Oh, you was down the street, and they said they saw you at the corner store, and blah blah blah." And I would get beat by somebody else, and that was just the thing. And at church, all the old ladies would beat you. Mm -hmm. Y'all think that's why we got dysfunctional children now? Uh, Because they don't get beat. Not because they don't get beat, but because we don't have the community. Yes, yeah. No, they don't get their ass whooped. Well, but I mean, it's both, and I think that's is, part of the I feel like as long as you get disciplined and somebody is looking out for you, whether you get whooped or not whooped, 
whatever. But as long as you get disciplined, you got that community. See, but that, that's because that changes. So you don't? Do you believe in ass whippings? No, I don't. See, I don't. Not at all. What's the, What's another? But what is that, another form? Like that. I don't know other so forms. So the thing is, you have to discipline a child, but you do not have to lay hands on them in order to discipline them. I strongly believe that. You go to and church? So, yes, I go to church. And I've been, I've been told, spare the rise, for the child. I've been told say, all of those things. Y'all, y'all Christians I've had, cut me up. Listen, y'all I've had, choose when y'all want no, to No, listen. I've had people in my family sit me down and tell me that my child is going to be the serial killer and the one that's doing everything because I do not beat them and I did not whoop them. I think that's great because she's one of the best kids that I know. Exactly. And I can (laughs) tell you now, it's not about putting your hands. It's about discipline and consistency. Ah, So here's, here's my thing. I think I believe that when it comes to a child, you have to be able to customize your ass whoopings to the child. Appropriately. Appropriately. Customize your discipline. Customize your ass whooping, which is part, what, which comes with listen, the discipline package. Wait, wait, let me tell so, you. I found a lot of parents that see whooping their child as a form of discipline, but they don't put any meaning behind it. That's what I'm it. saying. They just hit their you child. You have to customize it. it. That yeah. type of yeah. hitting your child means nothing because I remember it's, it's when empty. I was little, you don't, my mother... I would, I would be one of those kids that just questioned and questioned yeah. because I was very smart. Uh-huh. And so she said, don't touch the stove. And I'd be like, Mama, why do you only touch the stove? You know what I'm saying? See, and it's because in her day and age, you don't question you don't your question parents. Adults. And this is how we discipline you when you're being out of order is we hit you. Mm-hmm. That now, makes no sense. But hold on. But here, like I said, now we were, we were I, was in, I was talking about something. Okay, go ahead. All right, so like I said, you have to customize your asshole in which is part of the discipline package. Now, part of that discipline package means not every child deserves to get their ass whooped just off GP. Right. Meaning you're not just getting your ass smacked. Like, I'm not going to smack out the gate. That never makes any sense. That That's where the abuse comes in. When you use your power, your authority to just viciously hit a child with no justification that is even rash. And, and when I say justification, meaning you have to be able to justify it in a, in a way that that child, not just you, as the as the person who's striking the child, but the person who who's getting struck needs to understand why they got struck. Uh, so you have to explain. I'm strong. And talk. Opposed to striking you have to explain, and it's not you don't. I mean, there, there's certain places. I come from a culture where if I did get whooped, I always understood why I got whooped. Right. Mm-hmm. I I've always understood why well, I got whooped. I come from a culture where you get hit and nobody explains to you why you get hit. But that's what I'm you saying. That's what I'm saying. Bad. You have to customize. You get hit because you. You have to custom- be questioning authority, or but you have things. to customize it. Meaning, yes, yeah, sometimes some ass whoopings are are motivated by just anger. That person it might just be completely angry and doesn't know how to express themselves, so therefore they smack you or hit you with them hands. Now that situation is unruly, but what I'm saying is that when it comes down to it, ain't no way if my child is acting a fool and she's smart and she knows what she's doing. Sometimes you gotta throw hands because those hands will remind her what not to. That those hands will keep you smart. That's like how it got me here. Those, those hands will keep you smart. If you get struck, sometimes you realize you don't feel that again. When you when you raise a child that doesn't understand what pain feels like, doesn't understand what it feels like to be hit for doing something that's Ooh, off. That's that okay. child, by the time they by the time they by the time they grow up and they they run into somebody who's gonna smack them off GP, they're not gonna know how to handle that shit. Here's here's Go ahead. my thing. Look, oh, his hand a, raised. You got his hand raised. Hand raised. Hand raised. Hand raised. I would say I'm a student of ass whoopology. Okay. I've gotten my ass <laughs> many of times. Okay. And every ass whooping was explained. Okay. Now, as a parent of a three-year-old, I see whooping my child as a 
not a priority. It has to happen. Mm. I'm lenient with my daughter, saying that my I I talk first. Right. Sit down. Talk her through. You, exactly. You get get four warnings. Five, sit down. Yeah. Uh, the deep voice. If you get a yeah, you get a stare. If you get a, you get a shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Now. My daughter is a thug because she is my daughter and she is rambunctious and mm-hmm. I love everything about it. Exactly. She has a and mouth. you should. And you should. She has a mouth on her. She has an attitude. But she knows I don't play. Exactly. You're going to get these hands or you're going to shut up. And when you get these hands, you're going to run to your mama and your grandmama and cry about it. And they'll be okay. You're not going to run to me because I'm not going to pacify you. Right. I've told you several times to sit down. Mm-hmm. You did not sit down. You got to understand the fat meat is greasy. Mm. That's and right. So my my question is, is that if your method is whooping the child, how does that change as they get older? My mom beat me through all the way to college. I'm still scared of my mom. I'm still scared of my mom. I'm still scared of my mom. So the discipline method doesn't change. Oh, it did. Let me me finish. As a child, you know that. Because if, from my experience, my parents, my mom and my grandmother and my aunts and uncles always whoop me. But then once I got of age to where whoopings didn't hurt, like 11 or 12, 13, they started taking things away. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can't go outside. I can't go to the school dance. I can't go hang out with my boys. That hurt worse. I was my ass whooped. Why didn't you you do that first? Earlier. You can, but you got to make your child fucking furious. Exactly. Like you, ha- and it's not just fear well, in a sense of afraid. Fear you without putting your because hands on when you. in the history of life have you, have you ever seen anyone scared of something that can't do damage to you? Exactly. I've been scared of my dad, and he never put his hands on me. I don't even know my dad, so I was That's scared. A whole when, no, I'm serious. I was scared growing up. Whenever he got loud, he has never put his hands on us but or on me. But for me, my dad has never hit me. Yeah, and my yeah, my, my dad is my dad has never hit me, and my dad is very militant. Yeah, I, I think either. if I, I think I think it could have been a situation where I could have been, but I was never in that situation because I've always got my ass over from my mom. So therefore, I knew that if I got it from her, he probably was gonna be worse. Right. So right. Um, because most of the time you're 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 conditioned growing up to realize that men hit harder than women, and they're a little bit more rough than women. This is not saying it's true across all you know groups, but I'm just saying in general in the old days you grew up knowing that men are stronger than women apparently. Mm-hmm. So, of course, if you put two and two together, my mom's whooping me and the shit hurt. My dad get me. It's a wrap. So, so you're saying that that's kind of the mind. So I'm saying the fear. And, and like I said, it's a fear. It's the, it's the fear of not, not a fear like I'm scared of my mom. I, wanna, I don't want to be around her or nothing like that. But I don't want to cross her. Right? I don't want to cross her. I don't want to piss her off because I know that she can throw these hands. And then throwing the hands along with the talk makes it twice as bad because not only did you put yourself in a position where she actually had to go out of her way to hit you, but you also disappointed her to the point where you could have avoided this because I warned you many times. See, my thing is if a child is growing up and a child doesn't, doesn't understand what it's like, even if it's not for, if, even though we, we live in a society now where we know you should keep your hands, you shouldn't put your hand on other people. But you also see it on a daily basis, people fighting, people, people hitting each other, people doing shit just for jokes, on, on, to be, um, for comedic uh, entertainment, just to be on social media where you see people running around smacking somebody upside the head just mm-hmm. to be. If your child doesn't understand what it's like to just feel somebody hit them, I'm not saying just do it for the pleasure of it, but I'm saying that child needs to understand discipline and know how to respond to shit. Mm-hmm. If that child doesn't know how to do that, if your child grows up never getting whooped, and somebody puts their hands on them, 
and they're in a situation where they can't defend themselves. But you're assuming that a child that's never been whooped can't defend themselves. Do you not see what these kids go through high school now? I've seen 13 Reasons You've seen 13 Reasons Why. why. You've seen, but not even 13 Reasons Why. You've seen other places. You've seen other shows. I mean, the culture in high school, the culture right, in college. Real life. The culture that your kids go through when we're not looking. So that's kind of like saying, well, my child going to end up smoking weed anyway, so why not have them smoke weed in the house? Well. Like, that's the same idea that started in the house because you know they're going to be exposed to it. Do you, That's not do true. you believe in that? I what, mean, them smoking weed in the house? Yeah, like do your drugs and stuff in the house with me because I know you're going to be exposed to it. And I, I mean, wanna... I think there's a lot. I think there's, I think, I think, but there's no discipline. There's no discipline being learned in weed. What's the discipline you learn? Well, well, not discipline you get in the exposure. For even in alcohol. Like I have a lot of friends whose children are, are old enough, right, to be like, well, I'm in, I'm in high school. And it's like, well, you know what? If, if you're going to drink something, come drink something with me. Like I've and don't that. and don't drink something out because one you, you get in trouble with the law. Right. If you're in a car, you can kill somebody else. Like kill yourself. Like do it here where at least you're gonna be safe. Like I've I've heard my friends' kids and my friends talk about shit like that. And also smoke and smoking is other like look if you're gonna go smoke at least smoke with me or it and, but it's different to me. It's, 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 it's I, under, I understand it, but it's a whole other mindset because me I wasn't trying that show. Exactly, mom. exactly. Like, but I that's because right. So so when you when you put yourself in that position where you start to engage in those types of practices with your child, then you you create that bridge where now I'm no longer parent-child, now we're friends. And the whole purpose of me whooping that ass was so that you know that we're not friends. That I'm not one of your little friends, like all parents said. I'm not one of your little friends, right? So, but you made the statement of I made if you statement. don't whoop your child at home, they're gonna be exposed to this type no, of no, violence. No, what, and they no, won't no, be no. What I was, what I was saying is that you, I personally believe this is just my belief, but I believe that a child should, if your child deserves it, I'm not gonna hesitate to whoop them, so they understand what it's like to be hit, if it warrants that. But if I'm not gonna sit there and be passive about it, we because we can agree to disagree, we can agree to disagree for the rest of our lives. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, if my child is acting a fool and I've warned her several times, she gonna catch hands. It's not gonna be anything brutal. But I think sometimes we get caught up in the in the image that catching hands, the way we describe it, is colorful. To the point where it thinks we're gonna be punching it. Parents don't do that shit. At least the ones I know. Don't. You sure they don't? They they shouldn't. That's yeah. like I said. That's. Is, is, it's a, I'm thinking about I'm thinking crazy. about belt, yes. I'm thinking about switches, yes. To the leg, to the back, like to the butt. I mean, so that. But I'm not hitting no child in their face. I've gotten slapped before. That's nothing. But you normally you get you get whooped in the behind. You get whooped in the lower area in places where you don't suffer as much of the the, vi- the pain isn't as visual. I don't know, because uh, my daughter says something out of pocket, she gets slapped in the mouth. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. A, a slap ain't, that's what I'm saying, a slap Just, isn't bad, but I'm not punching no child. Oh, hell yeah. no. You know what I'm saying? No you can't punch no baby. That's terrible. You can't punch your little girl. You can't punch I your punch son. son. I wouldn't punch my son. I can't punch my son. Yeah. I can't punch my son. I mean, I, 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 I stayed a little quiet for now because I'm, I'm the odd one out, everybody. I, my children are dogs. Um, I do hit them with a chancla, um, and I mean, what is a, chancla? a chancla is a flip flop. Like it is a ninety-nine cent store, Old Navy dollar special flip flop that it travels far distances. Like it goes across rooms. Mm-hmm. It captures it. It's a boomerang. And so, 
I was here with a chancla. Like all Latinos know about this chancla thing, or at least have heard about it. Um, and the dogs get it too, if they're out of pocket. But I also know that I don't have like real human little children. And so part of me has seen a lot of times when people are like, oh, if I had kids, I would never let them have an iPad. Or I would never let them sit and watch cartoons. I'm like, you know what? I have no, I have no space to talk about that because I don't have any children. It's not, it's nothing to do with me. Now, if a kid is out of pocket in my house, that's a different story. Like, if you're breaking my shit, we're going to talk. Mm -hmm. But but otherwise, like, I just feel like the, for me, it's always challenging because I don't want to be one of those people who is talking but has no experience or yeah. has not, like, I have my own experience, but until I know I have a little person, and then it's, it's different. It's so, completely different when you have that little person. It's like I said, when, when our daughter was tiny, I had multiple family members approach me and say, Hey, your child is, is is the devil reincarnated, and you need She's to do the something. Best baby ever. You need to discipline this child. Still and I was really torn as a parent because I truly believe what I believe now, which is you shouldn't put your hands on a child. And a lot of that has to do with how I was when I was little. My mother would hit me, and I would sit there and cry and be like, "Well, why, why in the world did you hit me? Like this don't make no sense." So you and just I never wanted to explain to, to why you got in your ass. Yeah, and I never wanted to Always. inflict that on my but child. That, and that impacts how you, yeah. Yeah, and so now I'm like, I don't care. Even if I explain to the child what I'm doing, I still feel like you shouldn't violate a kid by putting your hands See, on them. But, but we're not even talking about. I haven't even gotten uh, expounded on just how even serious the discipline process goes from even my background. Someone who grew up Nigerian. Where you get whooped, and then you ex- they explain to you, but then you still have to then go back and beg your parents for forgiveness. Meaning, like, you have to go on your knees and beg your mom and dad or whoever and tell them you're sorry you won't do it again. We don't even do that, right? We're not in that, we're not in that day and age anymore, per se, where people, where your kids have to explain and you have to go through that repentance phase or process, I would say. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I do think that there are different philosophies. My understanding is that... I don't think it's abuse if you allow, if you explain or justify. I do think that um, ass whoopings, as we're calling it, should be part of the discipline culture. I do think that those who are very passive about it, at some point their child will buck up to them. We're, we're, we're violent by nature as human beings. You can't avoid that shit. From the, very, from the very time you tell your child to kill a bug because you're so tired of killing it, we've opened up that box of engaging in some form of violence. Now, that might be extreme, but I'm telling you at some point, if your child doesn't understand that you're tough enough to keep them in their place, when they, as they're growing taller than you, as they're getting bigger than you, because we feed them and we, oh, have, yeah. we provide them with all the nutrients to be more developed human beings than we are and from a physical standpoint, they're going, to, they're going to come up to you when you tell them some shit they don't want to hear. Oh, they're going to smell themselves. What you going to do? You never hit me. And now maybe that, day, maybe that day when you do punch them in the mouth that first time, 18 years later, I might give them some shit. But it'll be a little bit too late for that. That fear is not there. It take, Now you're working another 18 years to build that fear, which is just is built to create that boundary so your child will know their place forever and ever. I'll tell you flat out, I am six foot one, 310 pounds. My mom is 5'4", <laughs> 190, and I'm terrified of my mom. Terrified of my mom. Terrified. I've seen her snatch a grown man through a drive-through window yeah, and beat his ass. I'm real tough. Women so, are- I know she could easily whoop my ass if she even thought about it. Yeah, y'all women have a strength in y'all that y'all had us. Y'all are super saiyans. 
just y'all just super mean. So, but speaking of women, I think something that um something that Dr. Issa Petty just brought up was very interesting, and it made me just um come up with a random question. I know that we're supposed to be talking about something different, but I think this conversation is going it's, really well. Spiraled into something else. Yeah, and it's fun. Um, but it made me think about from a professional standpoint. What do y'all think about women who choose to not have kids? That's on them. Hey, that's, your that's a great that's... idea. Whatever you choose as your life plan, that's for you. you Everybody's sure? not meant yeah. to be parents. Exactly. I mean, I'm cool with it, but that's because I'm Everybody's the one who doesn't have to. Now, how do you feel? Now, what do you what, what do you, you think about what do you think about? I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. Doesn't mean I don't believe in the in what what the consensus is. But what do you think about the fact that, for example, you got you got women who don't got no babies and shit, and all of a sudden now they live in the rest of their lives with either pets or they just don't have that same fulfillment. They're working themselves to death because all they have is well, their job. Well, let's just say that a woman with no kids isn't fulfilled. I mean, a woman some with people no will kids say that. can be fulfilled. Maybe not in her career, maybe in her friendship, maybe in her animals. Who knows? But I mean, you ultimately define what your what your worth, what your life is worth, mm-hmm. and how your legacy will be. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want your legacy to be children, great. But if you don't, then you figure out how to be satisfied with your life in your seventies and how you played it out. I mean, so I don't think women I mean, are truly defined by. They so do you think? So do you kids. think women who don't have kids are more attractive in the market scene as professional? Like, do they? Will they are they more yes. likely to have partners? Well, yes, they are. I think. I think they it are more attractive in the professional scene. In the professional scene, really, and that's because we live in I'm a trying male, to pop one of these shits off. It's because we live in a male-dominated society, and so it is not an advantage for women to have children full lives. Because a lot of times, from what I understand, is that when a woman comes into a job and she's pregnant or she has small babies, the thing that's going on in the higher-ups, which tend to be men... She's distracted. She's distracted. How much time can she put in? When is she taking time off to have this baby? So, of course, in that arena, when it's male-dominated, they're looking for a woman that is more male-like, meaning they don't have those responsibilities. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. So, thinking about... So, I'm a third-year... Right, thirty year review for for professorship. Um, like I know in my head, I cannot be pregnant. Right, like I cannot get pregnant at this time. I cannot get pregnant next year because if I do and I'm on the job market, any sort of resemblance of a baby bump means that even though they won't tell me that I didn't get the job because of that, I'm not gonna get the job because of that. One because I'm the bomb, so I know that my shit don't stink. Um, <laughs> but the other thing too is that they won't hire you because. They are thinking about that. If they hire me and then three months later, I'm going to be on maternity leave, they got to get somebody else to teach my classes that they just hired me for. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say necessarily that I'm in this, because the job that I'm already in, they're fucked. Right? Like, I could get pregnant and use their good insurance, and it is what it is, mm-hmm. and pay $500. Did you know $500? What? You can have a baby for $500. On, my, on the insurance, on my insurance. I mean, you can have. What do you mean, like yes. buy a baby or something? No, like you, I, I can save five hundred dollars. She said for five hundred dollars, you can have a baby. So to have the baby. When I had my baby, it was ten thousand dollars to go in that hospital. Five hundred dollars with this insurance. Yes. Five hundred dollars. But that's, but that's not the point. So, my, so I do acknowledge that that's true. The other Shut thing up. I, the other thing I've experienced in my professional life is that not having a baby has excluded me from things within the job. Scene. And it might not necessarily be like a grant, right? A grant or uh, getting a publication or whatever, because like people that. are ready for that. They're yeah. like, oh, want to help us with the grant? Want to help? You know, want to jump on this publication? But when it's like stuff that people have pegged me for not doing well, which because I just don't like people, which is like not being fuck uh, people, camaraderie. What's the other one? Community, like community, not building social, community. But but there's been times when I've been in meetings and they're like, oh, so and so, the party was amazing. The party was amazing. 
And I'm like, oh, what party y'all talking about? They're like, oh, we had a party for my my daughter. <laughs> they turned their backs this on weekend, you. This weekend. Uh, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, like um, you could get, I'll give you a, t- a gift card. Like, I don't, I might not know things about, like, kids stuff, but I don't care. But there's definitely been times where I've been excluded yeah, from, from, like, different scenes. And so I've seen it where, oh, also, this is, like, if your child goes to, like, Sunday school, they talk about that in, in the workplace here. And I don't know if it's just because it's a very religious location, right? Like, p- if people have a southern mindset, there's usually like a Bible belt going on, but mm-hmm. that's very much like a oh, is your child doing this? Are they are they attending Bible, Bible summer school, camp school, or whatever? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know any of that shit. Okay. And so, that's been that's definitely been it's been exclusionary not having children, but. I, I guarantee you, if I show up to an interview and I don't just look fat, but I look fat and pregnant, oh, yes. like I'm done for. Like they'd be like, "Thank you for your service. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, we'll you being that. here, but it's it's not it's not gonna work." Yeah. So if if that were ever to happen, I'm just gonna add on some extra pounds so I just look like a fat person <laughs> until I can't hide it no more. <laughs> because that's what I gotta do, and like that's that that is what it is. I for me, the one of the biggest issues that I've always faced growing up has been not letting other people's expectations define how I define my success. And that's exactly what we need. You know, and one of the biggest, one of the biggest things for me, yes, I'm calling you. Um, One one of the biggest things for me, he's raising his hand in the studio. One of the biggest things for me is Prime example, when I graduated with my PhD, my mom had this wonderful party with a hundred of her closest friends Mm -hmm. from the town that I grew up in, because I don't know nobody from where I grew up anymore. Mm But 70% of the people who I shook hands with and hugged and took pictures of were like, what are you going to do now that you're done playing around, right? Like, now that you're done, <laughs> like, now that you graduated, playing right? around. now that you graduated, like, are you dating when anybody? You like, have a baby? When you have a baby have, by like, me, baby. Right, are you dating anybody? Are you going to get married? Like, when are you going to have a baby? And I'm like, playing around? I'm like, this is the biggest thing <laughs> ever. Is, like, shit just got serious. Right, why what is that? What do you that? mean? Yeah, like, why was, why is so... For, for them, their perception of my success is I'm not successful because I'm not married and I don't have exactly, children. When exactly. for me, I was like, shit, I haven't gotten pregnant. Success you, number one. The, I, graduated, <laughs> I graduated. Success number two. Right. Yeah, like, I got some money. Success number three. Like, I don't understand. Right? My mom opposite. is taken care of. Like, all these successes. But for them, it doesn't matter. And so it, it even makes me push back even harder mm-hmm. when people are like, what are you, well, don't you feel, for, you don't feel fulfilled? I'm like, I feel super fulfilled. And I like my own fucking money. Like, <laughs> I want to I go on vacation. That's I want to buy white henny fun. whenever I want to buy white henny from out of the country and bring it back in. You know, I just feel like. That was, that was my thing as a parent for the last three years. I've dropped ugly fucking money on my child. Yeah, kids are expensive. Ugly money. Like, kids are expensive as fuck. I bought summer clothes a month ago and then bought more summer clothes two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it's the amount of bread that I spent. I went from buying one pair of shoes whenever I felt like it Mm -hmm. to buying three pairs. And that's not including, that's including my old lady Mm -hmm. and my child. Mm -hmm. So, and I wear size 13. So my Jordans are 200, 225, 250. Now I gotta buy her, her shoes are like $80, $90. Mm-hmm. And then my old lady got small feet. Thank you. Right. Hers are only like $130. Right. But when you think about it, I That's just spent $500 for three pairs of shoes yeah. so we all can look flat. That's yeah. ridiculous. Or I catch a deal. They got, my daughter don't care what shoes she put on Not as yet. long as me and her got 
sort of the same kind of pair. Not yet. She's <laughs> like, oh, I'm just, she's going to be a sneakerhead yeah. because I'm a sneakerhead. And I, she takes care of her shoes like I do. Okay. They stay in the box. Mm-hmm. And she's three. She take them off. She wipe them off. Keep them fresh. Put them in the box. Start them early. And put them up. Start she's them never seen my shoe collection. Start she's them. never even seen how I do my shoes. But we do our shoes exactly the same way. It's like congenital. No, um, but you know, so my biggest thing is, um, I think when it comes down to it, women who are we're professionals who we're talking about independence, and I think being independent of children is also a beautiful thing overall, but um. What sucks about it overall is, is is when people who believe in that start to project that in the dating in the dating world. Um, mm. You know, so when it comes to two independent professionals dating, what does that look like, right? If you're a, if you're a woman who's or a man who, because there are a lot of men who don't want kids either that people don't talk about, right? But because women are the are the bearers of the burden, you all deserve all the credit for what you all go through. I respect that. But there are a lot of men who don't want to have kids either. So what does that look like? Especially for women who are professional people who have who feel like they've reached the the, the, the paramount, the, the climax, or should say the zenith. Let's use big words today. Um, who use the zenith, zenith of their... Isn't that a TV? Yeah, zenith. Okay. Yeah, zenith. Not zenith. That's the warrior princess, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but work with me. Uh, who've reached the height of their professionalism, uh, the professional path, and now are looking for a partner or not, right? Or just, what does that look like being a professional and dating, like, in your experiences? Like, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging because, not because of what you, you are and who you are as a woman, it's challenging because there are a lot of men, and I'm not saying every man, but there are a lot of men who don't feel good about themselves, right? Everyone has issues with feeling self-confident, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you have to, because of society, we have to constantly remind ourselves and work on our, right, like, self-perceptions and self-love every single day. But just like women have to do that, men also have to do that, but they're not told by society that they need to do that. So therefore, yeah, so therefore we get, right, women who are interested in pursuing men, right, or interested in in a relationship with a man, get these men who once they meet us, and once they're like, oh shit, they're doing big things popping, right? Or they might make a little bit or a lot more than us. Or they're in school or they have a PhD and I'm doing me. They have this set, this feeling like, oh, we're not, we're not, we're not compatible. Mm-hmm. Why? You don't, I, I e- disagree. you don't even know. You don't even know. And also because like there's this self-sabotage element. And of course I'm talking about experience. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any... I wouldn't be saying shit. I'd be like, just like I said with the kids stuff, I'd be right. like, well, I ain't got nothing to base it off of. Right. But from my experience, there's been so many people who have done this self-sabotage thing because they've been like, well, you know what? They might have felt bad about themselves or this, that, mm-hmm. and third. So again, it's not all men, but there's me, my experiences and a lot of my other girlfriends' experiences have been like, they. there's something about the you can't hang with the fact that and we've talked about this in another episode where like this woman might be the breadwinner or she might have big things popping or is published or is you know mm-hmm. is at a big time hospital or has her own practice and like you got to be okay with that but there's but most guys are not okay with that and they end up sliding and dipping and dicking around and be like why well, ain't got time for that so my time is better placed in making more money than 
having to deal with people like that. So is it mandatory to have a, um, if you're a fierce, oh, go ahead, bro. Before we go, I, I want to answer to that. It's, it, it depends on the man that you are. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you, most women don't make as much as men. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dollar for dollar. But in the inverse, I come not making that much money. But my old lady, getting, she secures the bag. You know what I'm saying? And don't too many men have to play the inverse of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's been times where I'm not working or something like that. And she has to provide. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm still kicking in. Right. I ain't no just sitting at the crib playing Xbox. You're not fighting for feminist rights? <laughs> no. Like, my old lady, no. When she come home, if I've been at home all day, mm-hmm. most of the time the house is clean, something on the table, ready to eat. Mm-hmm. But that's just the man that I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't sit at, I can't be like the rest of these niggas sitting at home living off of one. Right. As long as if she handling it outside, I got inside. inside. And vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Because she ain't got to come home and be like, fuck, now I got to work all day and cook and clean? Yeah. No, some, that ain't fair. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then that's just me. I was raised different. And my OG taught me from jump. She right. said, I'm going to teach you to not need a woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I tell women in the door, in relationships like this, I can cook better than you. I can clean better than you. True. I can raise a kid better than you. Yep. I'm a perfect house. And you want to, you want to, you want to test me on that? Run it. You want to test me on that? Run it. Because I will demolish you. There is nothing that you can do. (laughs) Ain't nothing better than household chores competition. This man said, you want to do household wars? You want to do, if you want to do this, bring them up, bitch. Okay. Let's, let's go bathroom for bathroom. Right. 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 I don't need a wife. Yeah. I don't need a girlfriend. I don't need an old lady, but I choose to have one in my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the difference between a man and a boy. boy. Facts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Big if facts. I can't provide, I'm still going to take care of home. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Yeah. You know, I'll cut the back grass. She'll cut the front grass. <laughs> sure. and, that's, and that's the thing about it. No matter how your dynamic works, it don't work for everybody else. Make it work and for yourself. And our dynamic is different from everybody else's. Exactly. So if you don't understand what's going on in our household, yeah. it ain't going to work for you. Then don't come to our household. And don't right. come to <laughs> And we don't invite you over there. You can't there. sit with us. You can't, can't sit over. with us. And we have a luxurious home. <laughs> my Caucasian home. What is my Caucasian home? This is my Caucasian home. This is my first Caucasian home. Ever. Come on. Come, come. Wipe your feet on the rug. Please, please. And I tell people when they come, when like my boys back home, I tell them, I'll be like, hey, I got two backyards. Two. That's right. Legit two backyards. Section off. Yeah. You know, well, actually three if you count the little side of the house. You know, and I'm just like, I'm proud of what we had. Yeah. I brag of, yes, if you think I'm bragging about my life, you're fucking right. Because if you saw my life before, like growing up in a pissy ass hallway and mm-hmm. uh, drugs everywhere, my kids ain't yeah. had it. 
My kids finna fucking slam porns for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. When they get out of my car, they gonna slam a fucking porn and go wherever the fuck I tell them to. Like, <laughs> when you tell them to, you gonna whoop that ass. I'm gonna whoop your ass. You gonna whoop your ass. You gonna slam my porn. You gonna have a passport. That's yeah, what. That's the next that's thing the big, I gotta yeah. work on. That's I gotta get my daughter a passport. passport. But I want my kid. I want my kid to be a, a side. Yeah. At some point in my life, I want my kid to be a side caliber. Because that motherfucker living. He ain't even three. And he has the illest side eye. That nigga, oh, he he has so illest He's rude. He's professional. His daddy is smart. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> DJ Khaled is smart. He got his own cocoa butter. Fuck the cocoa butter. <laughs> Fuck the cocoa butter. The little boy was not even a year old and is an executive producer on a number royalty, of boys. Royal, yeah, yeah. Royalty, royalty, right royalty, royalty. This nigga gonna get checked for the rest of his life. Nas did that shit. He finna get paid. So I mean like, what is, so for people who are professionals, so let's talk about just, a lot of women who are in advanced degree school or have professional degrees tend to struggle or have a little bit more difficulty finding partners. If you didn't have that person with you shooting in the gym, most of the time you may find yourself struggling to, to use the appropriate channels to find, find a partner with online dating or whatever the case may be. So, does that, with that being said, do professional women or women who are in grad school or medical school or, or, or pursuing advanced degrees, do they have the right or the, um, yeah, do they have the right to be hoes without being judged? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I don't, I'm trying to think about, you know, back in the day, a long time ago, yeah, I just feel like it, it didn't matter. Like, I was still on my grind to get my degrees, and I was doing what I was doing, knowing that I didn't have any care. Like, I was like, look, I'm not trying to get locked down with anybody. I was just trying to get some stress out, and it was what it was. Like, I just... I also, but I also was very low, like, low-key about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't the type to be out and about. Like, I didn't post shit. I didn't talk about shit mm-hmm. with people. I didn't tell anybody's name. Right. And so I feel like, uh, I don't think, like, I needed to be judged. But I feel like had I handled it in a different way, like, I would have, if people would have seen me, I would like, this person and that person and that person. Right. I think mm-hmm. that would have looked different. But I'm like, so I have a degree. So what? Like, I think I could still, if I wasn't in a relationship, still do, like, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I do know that going to conferences, remember that one thing called... Conferences are wild. What's that one app called? Yik Yak? Yik Yak? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. There was one called Yik Yak. It was, like, a big thing five years ago. But you could pretty much post, like, Twitter, but you wouldn't have any name that was, so like... Anonymous? It was anonymous, but it was within the range that you were in. Uh-huh. So, like, say we're all sitting at this table, I could get on Yik Yak and be like... This chick thinks she's so fucking hot because she a doctor. And, like, you could get on there and be like, is she talking about me? Because, like, you have to be in the similar radius. Uh-huh. I was at this one conference where I was heading up the conference. And the night before, the conference was talking about, like, how to sustain students and make them more, like, uh, uh, sufficient and, and feel like they can make it in college and stuff like that. The next day, we get on Yik Yak. And all these professionals were like, I just hit it in the elevator. Ooh, I hooked up with so-and-so. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, conference means go to one conference and then fuck the rest of the day. Yeah. And I'm like, 
we're at this national conference right. and everybody can look this up, right? It was like this big thing. And I'm like, this is the stuff that we're trying to teach. We're, we go to back to our campuses and tell students, yo, be easy with that. Like, this is this is not good for professional career. Right. Don't be on that. And then the very people who are telling them, like, watch out. Like, don't put this shit on social media. Put, on put everything on yeah. social media. Bent over in the elevator. Yo, legit. Like, I didn't, Third I, floor I didn't the have Yik Yak. I didn't have Yik Yak because I didn't know what was going on. But then somebody pulled it up because I was, like, one of the people running the conference. And they were like, this is what's, go- this is what's going on in Yik Yak. And it was, like, bent over in front of the elevator. Nice, this and nice, the third. Nice. In the hallway last night. Yeah. Got bust down. I'm like, what? Put and, those degrees on and so I was like, look, you do you. People have conference hosts all the time. But that's true. I felt more of a more of a way when like you can't tell your students or you I don't tell my students, oh, don't do that shit. If I know I'm doing the exact same shit. Right. Like I always tell them how I made a mistake, but I'd be like, oh, this is how I learned my lesson hard. Right. And I'll clean it up a little bit if it has something to do with, you know, like anything that isn't considered kosher for the classroom but to say like oh don't do this and then you do the the exact same thing i had more of an issue with that than like people getting busted out at conferences like i mean do your thing the school's paying for it you might as well get something out of it (laughs) who cares get you some free pussy get who cares you know what i'm saying what i'm saying is that i think that as a man i know that it's it's I, i i have an advantage of um, knowing that when I'm in these spaces, a, a grad school, medical school, that it's few of us and more of women, mm. or more of others who may identify as women. Maybe you know, I have to respect that too. But for the most part, there are a lot more women than there are men in these spaces, right? So because we already know what it is about black men in jail and all that other stuff, right? We just don't have that access. So I know that I have the advantage as far as my picking and choosing as far as what pussy I'm gonna get. Easy. Doctor pussy, lawyer pussy. You know what I'm saying? Engineer pussy. Like, the shit good. It's open. Shit is like a fucking buffet for me. Right? But for a woman, I, I empathize and I know that it might be a lot more difficult finding a partner um, knowing that there's less of what you're looking for. Right? There's less, not that many men in these spaces who can relate to you professionally. So you have to look outside of it and find somebody who might be, unless you're fucking around in a conference and conference are lit, but you might have to go outside of that space and find somebody who can simply just be there and keep you company and listen and shit like that. So, so if you have, if you have, with that being said, then if you're someone who's messing around with multiple dudes, is that a whole stroller? That's just you just, you know, do you feel like you can be judged or not? I mean, if a man can be judged, a woman can be judged. So if he's out doing the exact same thing, then, I mean... She's doing well, so, same thing. so why do you think that? Like, because I mean, I feel like we're focusing on women because women they don't have an equal playing field, right? Yeah. So there are a few men, so therefore they gotta keep, I guess, hoeing around so they get that right guy, right? They won't be hoeing around, but that's what the perception would be, right? Because it's just slim pickings. So if the if the pickings are slim, you, at some point you're gonna cross bodies. But if this, you're gonna mess around with two two women, might end up messing around with the same dude just because there's not that many opportunities. He or might because that man up. is sleeping around like or, that. Like, because the man's a hoe. Yeah. He might be a hoe, too. Right? Yeah. But let's say he's not a hoe. Let's say... <laughs> <laughs> but he slept with more than two women. But I never said that. That's not his background story, Dave. So, at the end of the day, what I'm saying is... <laughs> he... This man right here is just... Let's say he's just dating. Uh-huh. Right? And you already know that sometimes... Let's say it's two other women who may be in the same class. But he ends up dating both of them. 
obviously not, you know, the, the culture is you can't fuck around with your friends, with your friends' seconds, or leftovers, I should say. Uh-huh. So now, that puts you in a bind, right? Because your options are limited. You either fuck around and jump over and mess with this dude, or you have to go outside. Mm-hmm. It's not that many of them. But I mean, I guess... You see what I'm saying? Me and my bound- it depends on what boundaries you put on yourself. Okay, are you allowed to have those boundaries then? Yeah, you're allowed to have boundaries. Even with the pickings being slim? Yeah. You don't give a fuck. It's not a situation where it's like everybody just loves you. I'm just trying to find my happiness. Yeah. If, if it don't work for you, it might work for me though. I mean, anybody can have their boundaries. That's fine. But, can I pass those boundaries knowing that I'm trying to pursue my happiness? What you mean, pass those boundaries? Can I cross those boundaries? Meaning, if you, let's say, like, if me and my me and my homegirl, you my homegirl, we're pursuing a dude, right? He dated you first. The shit ain't worked out. I think we work better. Oh, well, yeah. If that's what you want to do, <laughs> then go for it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, that, but you saying that shit. But yeah. every not, that's, that's not that's not flying for that's, everybody. That's not how you can't that. you can't simplify that shit and just be like, oh no no, yeah. it's not that sweet. What's wild is that that's for the people who I've been I've been friends with and they've had a situation like that with somebody else where like they somebody was like, oh I'm feeling this person who you used to date. Like that's that rule. You that's what I'm that's, saying. That's that rule. But here's the here's the funny thing. That's that rule. But it's not the same rule on the dude side. Like when dudes be they messing around, that's what when I'm dudes saying. be messing around, and they're like, "Oh, I just banged this chick now, nah, but we, you know, we we don't talk no more." No Dude, the friend will pick her up, that's but then as I'm... soon as the friend picks picks her up, now she an ultimate hoe because exactly. she because she's been she's been with two friends from the same friend group, but those friends knew yeah. and she, picked her so, up, and so, now she's the hoe, but they're not exactly. So that's what I'm, that, that's what I've been trying. That's the, the that's picture the I'm trying standard. to paint. That's the double standard that exists. Meaning, if you're in these professional spaces, knowing that the pickings are slim, and I'm only speaking for minorities. Now, if you open it up to the majority, then you good. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about black women or women of color who are looking for men of color in these same professional spaces that they want to date or be intimate with, the pickings are slim for women. So now these codes, these I, these these things that are set in place, kind of limit them from being able to really mess around without end up without end up, ending up being called that hoe if you did really decide to explore and find the right person in those spaces because it's only it's only it's not that many of them. And I guess that's why most of my professional female friends end up dating outside of their professional arena. Because the pickings are slim. Look, I did way like, out. No. I mean, yeah. I had I went back on one of my look, I had some, some ultimate some non-negotiables for myself. When I was older and I was like, okay, you know, I gotta finish my degrees or whatever. And I had I had this one non-negotiable. And then after being pursued and pursued and pursued, let this one non-negotiable go. And it was the worst decision I could have made. Definitely a good life lesson. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I shouldn't I should have known because this this one non-negotiable was like, don't be messing around people either on your same job or in your same school. Mm-hmm. And I let that non that non-negotiable go. And then I was like, damn, if I only had kept to my non-negotiable, I would have been straight. Because it's been because because like I knew, I already had to myself, but because one of my homies vouched for this person was like no 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 i know what you're thinking this person is not like that this and the third and the person who was saying that was mm-hmm. like on a pedestal like grown mentor mm-hmm. like 
And so I was like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I, maybe I need to let this non-negotiable go because maybe it's not right. Because my non-negotiable was like, don't they know about you in grad school mm-hmm. if they're in your program and or if they're at the school because that's just, yeah, nah. That's just- and this person was actually like the person who had like the the most closed-minded. I'm like, what are you doing? Like the self-sabotage, mm-hmm. the one who couldn't handle like someone else being just a little bit stronger or maybe getting more grants or getting more publications. And I'm like, what? So not a person of competition. Right. And I'm like, what? How did this happen? And so it wasn't it wasn't long. Like that's what I'm saying. Short and quick. Good. Right. Short and quick. Good life lesson learned and when it needs to be learned. But I'm like, I've had. Right, like being out, not dating somebody in the same field or the same realm has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think for someone, it might be challenging for the other person because, like, you know, I have to bring them to work events. And if, if they're not used to, like, suit and tie and being zhuzhed up and being like, ha, 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 how are you yeah. today? So nice. Yeah. Then that's challenging. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the part I always have to keep in mind is that I never want the other person to feel so uncomfortable right and so i don't believe when like i grew, grew up with the bible that was supposed to, that said like you have to be with somebody equally yoked and then learning that equally yoked meant you know believing in god and having the same religion and i don't believe that but i also don't believe that they have to have the same degrees or come from the same family dynamics but you have to have this open understanding of because i didn't come from that open family dynamic there's some things that i don't understand and so you have to be mindful of my level of comfortability or lack thereof and how do we meet in the middle so that way we can both go to pe- each other's events and both mm-hmm. go to certain mm-hmm. spaces and feel comfortable yeah. as opposed to being like, oh, you can't hang with me when I have to go to a black tie affair, then we're not going to work. Right. Yeah. But, okay. But see, there are a lot of motherfuckers who do that. There are a lot of professionals on both ends who do that work. If you can't come to me, if I can't suit you up and you can't represent us well when we go to these events... And shit, I can't yeah. fuck with you. I think I think you people can, and and I know, unfortunately, that's a thing. But I feel like just because that person has never had that experience doesn't mean they can't do it. Like mm-hmm. they might not have ever had to buy a tux mm-hmm. or rent a tux mm-hmm. for a special event. Mm-hmm. But get them in a dress. get them in a tux, right? Or tell you know, or a dress, and tell them like, look, here's how you gotta here, here's who to watch out for, yeah. right? Follow my lead. I'm gonna blah blah, and like and they it's might good, be excellent, yeah. right? And it's good. But it's one of those things of you ask them and const- and invite them instead of being like, oh, you know what? You know what, honey? I know you're not going to be comfortable because this is not your thing. So mm-hmm. I'm not even going to So do y'all think that, you. You think that person is automatically worth the effort? Because some people don't want to put in that don't want to put in that effort. I, think I mean, if you're my man and my significant that's other. Woman, that's some pretty woman um, hotel housewife or, or hotel housewife and that type of shit. Some Cinderella shit. It ain't, it's, don't have time it's not for everybody. Right. Like, there's a lot of people that I've just, like, let some stress off with. But I wouldn't, it was just for stress, right? <laughs> and like, wasn't nothing else happening. I'm not gonna spend my time telling you this, that, and the third, right. or, you know, like, teach you my ways. Yeah. But for other people, like, if we're about each other and we're committed, then I'm gonna want them to teach me about, like, their family, or if I've never been to wherever they're from or whatever, I would like to do them to do that for me. So, so I think you touched on something that was found interesting. So you think dating, not dating within the same school, same range, same workplace, same anything, you think that's a no-no? Because it becomes a conflict of interest. I mean, if you end up having a relationship with somebody and say, for instance, things don't go great, now you still got to see this person every day. Mm-hmm. And your work may suffer because of it. Versus if you date somebody in a whole nother building, on a whole nother area, when y'all break up or things aren't going well, your professional life won't be affected. 
What about just fucking around? I mean, it depends on what y'all agreement is. I mean, I feel like if that goes wrong, then yeah. Y'all gonna have some problems in the workplace. That's the whole thing, is you avoiding problems in the workplace. Now, who do you think does this more, women or men? Men, of course. Who be doing it in the workplace? Men are always looking for the doctors, looking for the nurses. It's always the men, the so, so executives I, so, and the secretaries. So, so, but, but what, it's I, always the what men I'm noticing, but what I'm noticing is that there, you all are most of the people who say that they date outside are normally are typically women. Women typically are the ones who do not want to fuck around with anybody in the same department, anything. But men but don't give a fuck. But you got to realize that when people find out as a woman that you messing with somebody either on your same level or maybe even higher than you, then they look at you and say, hmm, how did you get your degree? Oh, I see what you were doing uh, to move up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so in order to protect yourself, sometimes you have to say... I can't mess with anybody here because professionally, I don't want it to go down as in, oh, she just gave head to get her way up to the top. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of separate it. Mm-hmm. Men never get that. Men can mess around with every the secretary <laughs> they've ever I had. I that last night. Hey. Yes. They mess that around with every secretary. But when they become CEO, mm-hmm. they did it all on their own. Because ain't no woman bring them up. Ain't no woman bring them That's up. That's that water cooler. That's that I grabbed her by the pussy. It ain't shit. Exactly. Yeah, that's that locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's how it is. That's how so the double standard exists. So you all, of course, yeah. Yeah. you all agree that there's a double standard. There is yeah, a double yeah. standard. Yes. And I'm not saying that it doesn't flip the other way. Not to say that, that I'm not trying to play double standards against double standards. Right? Like, do I think that men have, have been... Uh, condition to feel like they need to put on this facade of being like, oh yeah, I got these chicks, or I, you know, did this, that, and the third. I do think that that is that that happens as well. I also feel like there's not many guys who, and we talked about this before, who are okay with having a salary that is not as high as their partners, mm-hmm. and that they're okay with it. They're comfortable with that. They understand that it's a unit, right? That this is an us and not a me and you type me, me versus you type thing. But that's, there's not that many men because there is a conditioning process that happens, unfortunately, with society for both for all genders. But I think that that's the that's the thing. If you there's not many people who will be okay with unpacking that, right? Talking about that, right? Having these tough conversations because there's stuff is is put out there in society and it's all seen as like. This is the goal I gotta get, but nothing is really real. Like all these fancy ass weddings, all these like mm-hmm. marriages made to be perfect. Like that shit ain't real, but that's what people like aspire to have. Is like the no fight, everybody's happy, right? Two point five kids, skinny ass wife, right? Like bulky ass husband. Like I just, you know, nothing is real. Like you have to make your own. Gotta make your own reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about hopefully you enjoyed everything that came into play like i told y'all we had an agenda but we um 
that didn't happen. <laughs> but, we sort of went all over the place. I mean, I had some ribs and I got real sleepy. So, yeah, so it's been you know, real. It's been all over the place. We also talking had, with the itis and shit. Right. We also had, uh, you know, we had some uh, uh, some come to Jesus talks off the air that we had to, you know, come back on the air. Yeah. So this is this is it. This is what we do. You know, we talk shit, talk shit to each other, um, with each other. But yeah, we hope you had a good time. We hope that you were off today and that you enjoyed your day off. Yeah, I'm sure you're not listening to this um, during this holiday. But you know, when you're listening to it at work, on the way to work, um, wishing you all uh, a happy holiday. Thank you all for listening. Um, please continue to follow us on um, Instagram or Twitter. And also feel free to email us, um, tp3podcast on IG, tp3podcast1 on Twitter. Um, we are not on Facebook because that's where the old folks are at, and we are still young at heart. So, I'm going to be a Toys R Us kid. Oh, R.I.P., R.I.P., R.I.P. Um, but yes, please, um, so follow us if you haven't um, followed us already. Uh, and stay tuned, we have some uh, more episodes that will be thrown along uh, your way. So have a good holiday, peace and blessings, and um, don't be a bitch. Yeah, bye.